see more innovation in packaging and processing at Pack Expo International than anywhere else in the world. It's the show that defines where the industry is headed, with the solutions that define where your business can go. Discover cutting-edge packaging technology, processing equipment, new materials, sustainable solutions, supply chain resources, and much, much more. You'll walk away with innovative solutions to challenges big and small. Register at PackExpoInternational.com. You're listening to Unpacked with PMMI, where we share the latest packaging and processing industry insights, research, and innovations to help you advance your business. Hi, and welcome to another Unpacked with PMMI. I'm your host, Sean Riley. Well, today I'm more of a, let's call myself an introducer, as I pass the mic to my esteemed colleague, editor of OEM Magazine and Packaging and Processing Women's Leadership Network bigwig, Stephanie Neal. This year, PMMI's PPWLN launched a series of educational webinars called Learning Circles, which highlight some of the skills that can help advance an individual's career regardless of role. How to network within your own organization and the larger packaging industry was the topic of the second learning circle, and Steph sat down with Nancy Wilson, CEO of Morrison Container Handling Solutions, and personal branding consultant, self-marketing expert, Melanie Denny, to hammer out the best ways to break through as a great networker. Let's have a listen. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Absolutely. I'm very excited for this today. Uh, Thanks, Stephanie. And to all of you, I'm really, really happy to be here. I do want to start with you, Nancy, because you have referred to networking as building a community. And I like that. I feel like it gives it a little bit more of a personalized touch. But can you explain what you mean by that, especially when you're talking about your own organization? Absolutely. I guess um, I talk about networking as a community because really it's what you do and it's who you are and the people that you have. And I have many communities that I work in or live in here at Morrison, as well as through PMMI, where I work with the Future Workforce Committee and I work on on the board, but also in my local communities here um, with the uh, like Southland Development Authority and other manufacturing associations. So with those communities, you have a lot of opportunity, not just to connect yourself, but to connect with others and connect other people to other people to help everyone step and get ahead. And that's what I really like about this is a opportunity to help other people reach out and grow and and ask a lot of questions and be curious. And and what I would say about networking, just a little bit more on that, is networking is work. It's not just, you know, getting together and and although you can have enjoyable things like a glass of wine when you're when you're networking, it's a it is work. But it doesn't have to be hard work and it doesn't have to be be not fun. Network can be very fun. Um, it, it's, it's how you choose to, to represent it and how you choose to go about figuring out what's right for you. Well, I like that you said that it is work, but it can be fun and it should be fun. But what do you mean by it's work? Like, do you have to have some sort of strategic plan in place? To- you, you do. You really have to decide what's important to you 
you have to kind of do your own um, assessment of what do I need? Where, where, where am I going? What am I, what are my goals? And once you have your goals, then it's to figure out what do I need to get there and who can help me? How can I, and it's not just about me, who can I help along the way as well? Um, one of the most important things I learned in my years at Ford, I mean, I've been around this for a long time. So um Figuring out within an organization, especially a large organization, where, where's the power? Where does that lie? Who's making the decisions? Who has the ability to give knowledge to you? Who can you go learn from? And so it's about learning. It's about being open, but it's about also positioning yourself to be with the people so that they can they can help bring you along but you can also learn from them and they know who you are. Some In some big organizations, just being known who you are kind of is, is important. So it's about being thoughtful in this process of figuring out, you, you know, you can't just sit at a desk and wait for somebody to tap you on your shoulder and say, here, I have this big opportunity for you. You have to go make those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to circle back with you on that because it's a really important point and how you do that. I, I want to explore a little bit more, but I want to I'll turn the conversation over to Melanie because you've built a business on helping people with their personal brand. So, and Nancy just said, you can't just sit at a desk and wait for people to come to you. So how do you build your personal brand and how do you create um, that presence within your organization? Yeah, I think it boils down to visibility, right? Like Nancy said, who knows you? It's not enough for, you know how they always used to say it's about who you know, it's really about who knows you, right? Because there may be people batting for you because they've heard of some things you've done or someone else you know, brought you to their attention and you may not know them, but if they know you and they're in a good position of decision, they could potentially tap you on the shoulder. So it boils back down to how visible are you in the workplace, right? It's not about sitting at the desk, getting your work done. That's wonderful, but it's not enough when it comes to your taking control of your career. You really have to, like we keep saying, be strategic, intentional, really pinpoint, okay, who do I want to align myself with? And going both ways, right? Up, down, and across. So your colleagues as well, because you guys can learn from each other's experiences as well. Um, and so it's about, you know, going to lunch with your colleagues, going across departments and seeing how you can add value or help out right? Asking people straight out, hey, will you be my mentor? Hey, will you be my sponsor? And and being proactive about, you know, talking to people, not just about work, but just getting to know folks, getting to to like them and them getting to like you, because at the end of the day, we're all just people. You always say, I always used to say, find people, not jobs. Right. So if you want to rise up in the organization, again, who are the people that you really want to connect with? I mean, when you talk about it being visible at work, I mean, sometimes we get into little clicks. Sometimes we're in our own little group. How do you break out of that? I like to use the comparison between when you're a kid at the lunch table at school, right? Do you always sit with the same people? That's okay. But you want to try to see who else you can sit with today, <laughs> right? Who else can I sit with? And sometimes it's literally, you know, the lunch at work, the lunch table, the cafeteria or whatnot, and you find someone and say, hey, can we sit with you today? Sure. They may not say yes, but hopefully they say yes and you just spark up a conversation. You know, how do you like your meal? Simple things. Doesn't have to be earth shattering questions. (laughs) Well, so that's a good segue back to Nancy because Nancy, you talked about 
thinking about who can you learn from? Or, you know, is there a manager that you feel like you should get to know more? But I mean, is it okay for somebody who's maybe at an assistant level to sit at the lunch table with a manager that they don't know? I mean, how do you approach people that have a a more of a leadership role that you think could help you and you want to get to know? I think you all have a responsibility. When we talked about sitting at your desk, it's not just about networking as well. Doing your job and doing your job well is the price of entry. And, And so once you do that, then I think the networking has to happen above and beyond that. And when you're trying to sit at the lunch table with the higher ranking person, Most people are more than willing to share and to talk about their life experiences. Be curious and then listen to what they have to say. Talk to them about if you were, you know, if you had this situation, what were you, what will you do? Or can you tell me about how you got in this business? Or you can talk to me about the product. You, You need to understand your products and the business that you're in and be an expert on that. And I often have advised people to um, figure out how to go to lunch with the lunch bunch. There's always a power lunch bunch. Figure out how to be invited. Figure out how to go. And sometimes you might even be as bold as ask if you can go along. And it isn't comfortable necessarily at first. It really isn't. And one of the, the mantras that I've said for many years, and I had to learn it over time, is feel your fear, but do it anyway. Just feel, acknowledge it's there. Yeah, this is going to, this is really uncomfortable, but this is what I'm going to do. And you'll be surprised if you, if you're curious, if you ask questions and you figure out who to be with and and tag along and then be grateful for the information. But if most people, if you get them talking about themselves or what they've done and you really listened and you're not thinking about what you're going to say next, but you really listen, they pick up on that and it's, and it becomes very genuine. The other thing I would say, as far as asking for mentors, that really works when you've built a relationship with someone. I actually believe that a strategy might be to have more than one go-to person. And this is one of the things I did many, many years ago at Ford. I didn't ask them to be my mentor. I just said, what do you do? How does it work? And really understand if you were me, how would it happen? And there's always a bunch of it for me at that time, they were all guys, a bunch of old guys that were willing to say, this is how it really works. This is what happens. This is what you need to know. And so it's not any one formal mentor, because if I would have gone to them and said, would you be my mentor? I think they would have jumped back and said, I don't know how to do that. But would you just give me some advice on this or how would you handle this or how would you do that? I think people are very receptive to helping that. And you can learn a lot from people. There's a lot of experience around all of us in our organizations, the people that have been around that are more than willing to um, share that because they want to be heard as well. Yeah, this came in there. They're kind of similar. So I want to address them now. And it has to do with maybe working in a very individual based job. Maybe um, you don't have a lot of colleagues, it's a small group or small team. Maybe they travel a lot or we're all working remotely now. So how do you network when you're working remotely? You're not in the same office with your colleagues. Um, I mean, I don't, Nancy, do you want to Try to tackle that first? I think I do think remote work has brought in a new set of challenges. There's no doubt about that. But we also are all much more accustomed to having conversations like this over Teams. 
and you can reach out and we can use those groups. You can you can choose to create after hours or a cocktail thing or, or whatever you want to. I said I have this drink thing going. A luncheon maybe is what I should say um, with colleagues or with others. And and also the for the person that is talking about I in a small office, you can feel free to reach out to other people in industry. It's one of the main reasons why we created this group. The, you know, I was one of the, truthfully, after one of the PMMI meetings, there were a handful of women there and we were all together after hours and we talked about what can we do to create a group for women and to, and that's how this whole organization was born uh, as a way for us to create a networking organization within the industry and use groups like this. Um, But I, I really... Again, I would emphasize, understand your product, know where it is, and and reach out to others that are there um, that can help you understand and and can connect you with people that are also within that industry, especially if you have some goals of where you want to get to. Um, I I guess those are the what I would say about it. It is definitely different now. It's harder to have those, you know, water fountain conversations when there's nobody in the office. So you have to get be a little more creative and and how you get them out. But um, I think you can be done. And and I also see that um, I don't mentors and people giving advice. They can be at all levels. They do not have to be um, somebody that's a hire or can help you maybe pull you up. But they can give you information. And information is is so important. And they can they can help lead you if you choose to take that information. But I always say, listen, don't, you know, listen, you get the two ears, listen and, and to what they're really telling you and then do your own evaluations. Well, you, and you answered a question that came in, which, which was, would you recommend a mentor needs to be in a higher position than you or even at your same company? So you just basically answered that. And the answer yeah. is, yeah, it could be anyone, right? Like, yeah. And you can get information from anyone and you can understand how the organization works from the people that have been around a long time and what they've seen happen. I still will go back to the figure out where the power is in the organization and align yourself with that power. Mm-hmm. And Melanie, you know, thinking about the remote work, there's a lot of online tools that we're all using now to communicate and collaborate. I know you're a, you're an expert with LinkedIn. I mean, are there things that, that we can use to connect us to peers in our industry? Absolutely. Absolutely. LinkedIn for sure. Zoom, right? Zoom meetings. I know we're probably zoomed out, (laughs) but sometimes it's a very simple thing. Now, everyone, that's the standard now, right? So, you know, if if there's a virtual event or something like that at work, you go to the event and you you participate and you mingle. And then afterwards, you contact the people you kind of spoke with and say, hey, we had a great time at that event. Love to chat with you more. Here's my link or here's some availability. I'd love to do a virtual coffee chat or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the sky's the limit, really. Like, it's just a matter of being imaginative and being creative and just creating opportunities for yourself. Um, LinkedIn is one of my favorite, favorite tools. Um, and a lot of people are on LinkedIn. A lot of them are not as active, though. So messaging folks on LinkedIn may not necessarily yield a lot of results. Um, but it definitely is a point of contact that you can move some of these relationships from, you know, the Zoom to the LinkedIn and, and interconnect them in that way. Yeah. Are there things you should never do when networking? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked this because when we were talking once, Melanie, um, you talked about the same thing that Nancy talked about, like try to figure out a way to get invited to that lunch, but don't cross boundaries. Like, so, I mean, you have to be able to take social cues, right? <laughs> like that, yeah. They don't want me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to be emotionally intelligent and read the room. Um, definitely for sure. But I think that um, you can definitely still, you know, do it without being pushy or disrespectful or just annoying. Right. You know, if someone, you know, blows you off three or four times, maybe you're barking up the wrong tree. And now who else can I, you know, kind of connect with? So you definitely have to read the room. Yeah. I guess I, what I would say is never, you always have to be genuine. You always have to be yourself and be true to who you are and what your beliefs are. And I would say never cross that line. If you can't, uh, if it, if it just feels yucky in your gut, don't do it. I mean, you gotta, you gotta listen to what your values are and who and where you are and what you're doing. Um, so other than that, I think, you know, Melanie's right. Read the room, figure out how you can be there you know, if if the guys want to go out and uh, go play golf, learn to play golf. I mean, you can do things like that. You can choose to do things like that. Go take golf lessons. Go go learn how to be a part of that. But the single biggest thing before you do any of those other tricks is know your business, know your product, be a professional, understand, um, be be valuable at your workplace, and they'll seek to have you be a part of it. And, and those, that's kind of the secret is, you know, always look to be helpful. So a big question is, how do we find the time to do all this? I know that, you know, Melanie men- mentioned virtual coffee date. Does that happen dur- during work hours? Like, where do you find the time to do that? Nancy mentioned, learn how to play golf. Like, well, if you've got a busy life with things happening on the weekend, like, where do we find time to do that? Yeah, I would say we prioritize whatever we want. If you look at where we spend our time, that's our priority. So if we're not finding deliberate, intentional networking, then clearly that's not our priority, right? So it's a matter of, okay, well, maybe I need to shuffle some things around to put this ahead of some other things for now, as I continue to with this desire to grow in my field. So it, it, like you said, it's a personal thing, but there's always time for the things we want to make time for. I agree with Melanie. You, you prioritize what's important. And if golf doesn't fit in your schedule, then you figure out what does. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing I would, I would challenge everyone is when you're there, be present. Be be in the meeting, be in the room, be be there. Put the phones down, put the phones away. I, I'm probably as guilty as as everyone else in that I get distracted and and but but you need to be present and you need to be heard and it's and be curious and ask questions and you'll make a name for yourself and you'll you'll end up being heard. One other thing I want to add very quickly is don't expect us to go to lunch tomorrow and then have a full-blown promotion. (laughs) It's a long game. This is the long game. This is about building and nurturing genuine relationships over time. So, you know, when you think about networking, people are impatient and we microwave real quick, but it takes time to build those relationships and for people to figure out, oh, you would fit great in this type of role or whatnot or advocate for you and trust you enough to recommend you and things like that. So don't be impatient, you know, 
Think about it for six months, nine months, 12 months out and how you can strategically move when you're trying to network. It's an investment, right? One technique I learned is that we could treat networking as part of our work, like 5% of your work time instead of, you know, adding on to outside of work. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a good mindset too. It's like, it's part of your work environment to reach out and, and create a community of people. I want to switch gears um, really quickly because we don't have much more time left, but I want to talk about networking outside of the organization in the more traditional sense. We've got our big breakfast coming up at PAC Expo Las Vegas in September, and it can be intimidating to walk into a room of 900 people that you don't know. And sometimes people are there with their groups and sometimes they're by themselves. So do you have any sort of practical advice for maybe somebody who's a little more introverted to walk into that room and break the ice for themselves and and figure out how to mingle and network with people at their table or in the room? A trick I heard about years ago, for mostly for introverts who don't want to be the first to, right, is wear something unique that, you know, and this may be, you know, not comfortable either because now you're drawing attention to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But what I found is it works for some of my clients because someone approaches them and says, oh my goodness, look at your dress or look at your earrings or I love your whatever, your frames, your glasses, whatever, or shoes. And then you can say, oh, well, thank you. I got it from blah, blah, blah. And then now all of a sudden you're in a conversation with you didn't have to be the first. You both have talked about like having the conversation and, and being knowledgeable. But I think too, you know, we walk in and a room of strangers and the first thing you say is, the weather's great, isn't it? I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, it's a good one, but we've got to kind of come in there armed with information or knowing something about the speaker or whatever it might be. Do you, I mean, do you agree, Nancy, or do you have other tactics? That you- I, I think, um, well, first of all, probably the single biggest thing that you can do is smile. Mm-hmm. Force yourself to smile because mm-hmm. you'll look more fun to talk to, like more comfortable. It'll help you exude confidence and it'll raise your mood. So smile when you walk into the room. And the other thing that I find that the easiest thing to do is, so what brings you here? What, what intrigued you about being here? Again, get people to talk about themselves or why they're here or, or what they're expecting to learn. Um, and and then just let the conversation roll from there. Um, I try not to talk about the weather, but sometimes I do. You know, if you just need to, that's that helps. And and you can move on or you can go around the table and, oh, are you all here together? And did, did you know each other? Or And try to make, the, again, the community. Try to make the connections. Oh, you're from there. Oh, I used to work with somebody who was at that company. Do you know? And and again, just trying to get people to talk about themselves, what they do and their role. Uh, and the other thing you got to put in the back of your mind is they're the same people that walked into the room with 900 people and they're probably looking for somebody to talk to. Right. So they're, they're there because it's a networking event. And so it makes it a little bit easier, I think, for to, to start some of those conversations. And you'll also, you know, again, observe, be aware of what's going on. If it's a table of everybody dressed alike and they're sitting down and they're by themselves and they're all from a company, probably not the best table to sit down with and try to mingle in with. You want to look for the people that are either by themselves or standing or so that you can kind of read the room and and feel who, who looks like they want to share something. Right. Well, I want to thank both of you so much. We're, we're, going to have to conclude this discussion. I know we could do this for hours and hours, but people have work to do. So, but this has been a really valuable discussion. 
please rate, review, and subscribe. To do that, go to the iTunes podcast or Spotify app on your phone and search for Unpacked with DMMI.